Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So good morning. I'm Sharon Anderson, pastor of Discipleship and Care, and a great morning to be together with you and to share God's word. But before I um, dig into the sermon text, I just want to do a shout out of appreciation for a group of people who all year long walk alongside others in discipleship, or those of who have served in adult ministries. Um, they serve in a variety of places, life group facilitators, MOPS leaders, Celebrate Recovery, um, missions team, all of these places where their intent um, making sure we're all growing as disciples. And so I want to thank you. You know who you are. I'm not going to embarrass you, make you stand. But I do have a gift for you out in the welcome area, so make sure you stop by that, that table and pick it up. Um, you're part of what helps keep our vision clear, so I thank you for serving so faithfully. So this morning, um, we're talking about kind of wrapping up. We're, we're going to, towards our celebration on sun, Sunday on June 11th for this campaign we've been part of. And as Barb said, last week we did our commitments. And today, I want to take a look at this text and talk about what it looks like to keep our vision clear. Keeping our vision clear for where we're headed, and we'll see about some looking back. So what do you usually do uh, to celebrate Memorial Day? What are some of the things, traditions that help you remember those? You know, one thing that our family does is we go to a cemetery up in the Skagit County near Conway, and we decorate graves. And, you know, we had to tell our kids at one point, what is Memorial Day all about? I don't know if you know the history of it, but it really has roots in the Civil War. That after the Civil War, when there's so much strife, brother against brother and family um, division and same within the nation, that people wanted to honor the memory of those who'd gone before. And so they went to the graves and they decorated them with banners and flowers. And so it was first called Decoration Day. But then in the 19, um, 1868, not 1968, about 150 years ago, they established Memorial Day. And the purpose was to say thank you, to honor the legacy of those who'd gone before. And since that time, it's kind of developed into honoring all of those who've um, gone before us, who've died, not just those who've died in, in military service. And so when we go to the cemetery at Fir Conway Lutheran Cemetery, we bring our flowers and we put them together in vases and we bring them to our relatives who went before us. So yesterday my husband and I went to both of my grandparents who are buried there, to my father, to one of our daughters, and we put flowers on that grave to honor the memory of people who've gone before us. And that's really what this text is about today. We choose to look back 
because there's something important for us to learn by looking back. Something important for us to remember about people who've gone before us, whether they're in our family, our church family, or within our country. We do this because it's important. And so the text today really has that purpose. If you know anything about the book of Hebrews, the first ten chapters of it are just a wonderful treatise of the supremacy of Jesus Christ. How Christ is above all and over all, and he is better than any other way, any other religion that might be named. He is supreme. And so then when the writer gets to chapter 11... He takes that truth and he says, here's some real examples of people who lived because they believed that. Here's some examples of a list of people you can look back on who said, yes, Jesus Christ is really who he said he is. It's a heroes of our faith. It's a, it's a hero hall, if you would. And last week, you came up, some of you, and gave a commitment based on your faith as well. You said something about what you believed by what you shared. We believe together God's up to something in our midst. And so we're going to both today look back, look forward, and then look at Jesus. That's what it is. That's what Clear Vision is all about. This is what starts in, um, in Hebrews. Oh, I, did I miss a slide? I did. Oh, here we go. So this is where we're going to look at in Hebrews 11. Because as, as Dave read for us, faith is a confidence of what we hope for. Assurance of something we do not see. It's more than just a definition of faith. In fact, it really isn't. It's attributes. It's what faith does that matters. Not what we think about, but what faith does. In fact, the King James Version um, translates this verse this way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Isn't that interesting that you have evidence with something you can't see? But that's what faith is all about. And we give that, that's made tangible by real people in real ways looking forward in faith. It's kind of like this picture here, and we're going to be doing that today, looking back, looking forward, and then looking up. The picture here reminds us that, you know, um, the future may be a little fuzzy, but we need to know what's in the rearview mirror. We need to be able to look back as well in order to move forward with confidence. So I'm going to let you help me a little bit in Hebrews 11, and I actually don't want you to even open your Bibles quite yet, even though we usually do that, because some of these stories may be familiar to you, but we're going to just we're going to see what our recall is in this Heroes of Faith. Will you participate with me? Because I'm going to answer, tell you the action that this person had by faith, and I want you to shout out who it is, okay? Here's the first one. By faith... This man did not experience death, but was taken directly into God's presence because his life so pleased God. Enoch, Enoch that is was. Enoch, by faith, Enoch was taken. This one will be easy. By faith, this man built an ark based on his conviction that God was truthful about what he'd said. Noah. By faith, this man left his secure and prosperous home and headed off to a land he didn't even know where he was going. Who is it? And how about this one? By faith, 
This woman had a baby when she was 90 years old. She chose to consider God's promise more real than her advanced years. And who was she? Sarah. Sarah. And then this man, by faith he refused to be known as one of Pharaoh's household. Instead, he chose to be mistreated along with God's enslaved people, and that was Moses. And then one other woman, by faith, these are all listed and money more in Hebrews 11. By faith, this woman welcomed enemy spies into her home because she trusted a God who was bigger than she was, her situation, and she was Rahab. Good job. Give yourselves a hand. You know some of the heroes of your faith. That was awesome. You know, the writer of Hebrews gets so excited about all this, and he lists many, many more than I could put in there. In fact, he says here in verse, he or she, they, they're not sure who wrote Hebrews. Might have been a woman, might have been a man, but he or she says this in verse 32. What more shall I say? This is chapter 11, verse 32. I do not have time. <laughs> to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith did all these miraculous things. Through faith. That phrase by faith is really what honors them as we look back. Stories that could go on and on, both in the scripture and those around us. You know, there are men and women in the past and today who have nothing but the promises of God to rest on. No visible evidence that this was going to come about, but knowing that God is true to his promises. They're so certain that their vision actually saw what couldn't be seen. That's living by faith. Things still in the future, which you could only see by faith, become real to them right now. And that's what we did when we made a commitment this last Sunday. We don't know what's going to be in the future, but we have trust in a God who promises by faith. We walk in that faith. He has promised that he will bring about his kingdom. I've thought about this in my own family too, and I just want to share with you an example of a hero of faith as I look back. And that's my grandfather, one who I honored yesterday at his cemetery, Sievert a good Norwegian name. Sievert immigrated to the United States in 1923. At that time, he didn't have any land in Norway, and without land, you really couldn't have a home. You were just going from farm to farm to get work. And he wanted to secure a home from his family. He'd become a Christian, a real life change in his 20s. And he married my grandmother in the Lutheran church there in Norway. But he came over to America first in 1923. First he had to work to pay off the, the passage that a relative had done for him. And then his plan was to continue to work so that his wife could come and join him. And my grandpa kept a journal. He was a very introspective man. Um, he died when I was in high school, but I, I remember him as very quiet and with a wonderful Norwegian accent. But he kept a journal. And my uncle took this journal, translated into English, and gave copies to all of his grandchildren. It's a treasure. It's one of these looking back things. And this is something he wrote. June 6th, 1924. Written up at the logging camp where he worked from Monday through Friday 
trying to earn money. He writes this. A year ago was my wedding day, but the time we lived together was so short, and now a whole year has gone by, a year of longing and bereavement. I'm hoping we will see each other again, if God wills. He must show us the way we shall wander until the day when there will be no more time. One day, eternity's morning will dawn for all who anticipate the revelation of Jesus Christ. I love that. It's a hallmark for me to hold on to. A grandpa who didn't really know what was going on in the future, but held fast to who Jesus Christ is. I remember Papa, quiet, uh, a reader, loved Christ, and he raised his six children, including my mother, to follow Christ as well. That's part of my heroes of faith. And I didn't even know his whole story until I could read that later. The scripture says it this way. It says, the memory of the righteous will be a blessing. I hope someone can say that about us someday. You and I. Pine Lake Covenant Church. The memory of the righteous will be a blessing. You know, when we look back and remember those in the scripture, both in Hebrews 11 and elsewhere, it's really a biblical practice. God calls us to remember, to look back, and to set our faith on something solid, the lives of people who took it, took God at his word. God is faithful to his word. God can be trusted. And so because of that whole look back, then we come to Hebrews 12, right? We've looked at this whole list of people, many more that you could add. Then we come to Hebrews 12, <coughs> excuse me, Hebrews 12, and it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, do you sense yourself surrounded today by a cloud, cloud of witnesses? You know, the... Commentators say this, these witnesses, they're not passive spectators in a race, even though the writer uses the image of race later on. These witnesses are really bearing witness to Christian community that we're all part of. They're bearing witness that faith matters, that there's something true and tangible, and you can look at their lives and see that it is true. And God commends them for their faith. That's what it said in Hebrews 11. They were all commended for their faith. It's not so much that they look at us as that we look at them. And we're encouraged and we say, okay, we'll keep going on. I hope you heard some of the stories of the past at Pine Lake Covenant Church. Our church is probably about 37 years old, so it's not centuries. And yet, over those years... Statements and actions of faith whereby people said, yes, I'm going, to prom- I'm going to believe what God said and I'm going to take that step by faith. And so where we are here now today, 2017, Pine Lake Covenant Church in Sammamish, Washington, is built on the faith of those before us and before them and on and on and on. And we look back and we're encouraged One of the stories that Dave Anderson shared, he called himself the ghost of Pine Lake Past. You might have heard that. But he shared a story about this group of people, few families, half of them out of work, who said, 
yes, we're going to build a building and we're going to put money towards this building and God is going to do something. I don't know how, but God's going to do something. That's what living by faith is all about. And that's why we need clear vision to look back and remember a confidence in what we hope for, an assurance of things we don't yet see. That's living by faith. So Hebrews 12 goes on then, and it reminds us that life can only be understood backwards, but it has to be lived forward. That's what Soren Kierkegaard, a Danish theologian, said. And that's exactly what the the writer of Hebrews does. He looks at this cloud of witnesses, because they're there, because we know and we look at them and we hear these stories, then we can do this. It says this, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race set out for us. Our future depends on our running the race now, on our faith now. Do you believe that? What you do now makes a difference for the future. I mean, think of it this way, the heroes we just talked about. How would our story have been different if Noah said, nah, too much of a deal, I'm not going to build that ark. Sounds too wild. Or if Abraham had said, you know, I really like my home where I am now. I don't know that I really want to go and leave all that's familiar. Or if Moses had said, you know, I've got some pretty nice things going on in this Pharaoh's household. Why would I leave? But by faith, these people took a step and did something different. And we are the recipients of that. And now, the race is before us. The race is ours to run. This is how the writer reminds us to run this race. Throw off everything that hinders We heard some stories as people made commitments to this campaign, resource commitments, some stories of things that they were going to forego or change. Maybe it hindered their faith, maybe not, but those are some of the things that we need to look at. What hinders us from walking by faith? Things that are of lesser value than the kingdom. I think of that with my grandpa Sievert who worked for years in manual labor as a, as a bucker out in the woods cutting down trees into sections. And because of him, all of his children who didn't have a future in Norway had a wonderful future here, not just economically, but spiritually. Because he ran his race, he threw off things that hindered and kept on going. It was of lesser value to be secure than to work hard for the kingdom. And then we're called to run with perseverance. I'm not a runner. Some of you are training now to run, right? Are you out there, runners? Oh, okay, maybe they're tired. They did a long run yesterday. But when you run, there has to be a goal in mind, right? You keep at it. You, you get um, help and encouragement from those around you. But you run with perseverance. You keep on keeping on. We look forward in faith. We run with perseverance. And things aren't always going to be easy. I mean, that's exactly what this writer to the Hebrews talks about. He says, you're going to face troubles. In fact, it's kind of 
sobering to read the end of Hebrews 11 and hear what never did happen for these who walked in faith. And yet they persevered. They ran with perseverance the race before them. We are called to do the same. And we do it with this anticipation. God is going to do miracles in the future just as he did in the past. We can count on that. God is a God of keeping his promises. And so when we say yes to him and run our part of the race and run our race together as community, we can celebrate because God is going to be up to something great. This is truly what clear vision is all about. Keeping a clear vision means we need to look back. We need to look back and know that we're surrounded. We're not new, new, the new ones to this. We're the new ones to this race, but many have run it before us. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And we look forward. We have steadfast endurance for the race that's marked out for us. Now that could be in all kinds of ways. Challenges that come your way that you keep on keeping on because God will be faithful to what he said. And then the final look for the clearest vision of all. And this is what he, the writer ends with in the, those couple of chapters of verses at the beginning of chapter 12. We look to Jesus. We look to a model of one who went forth in faith without ever turning back. Oh yes, he questioned it right before the cross, but he said, not my will but yours be done. This is how the writer says it. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes there. That's the focal point. That's what's going to keep your vision clear. Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Such a small thing. Consider him, but don't ever stop considering him. He endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and you will not lose heart. This final look upward is the look at Jesus. He shows us how to run this race. He reminds us, yes, there's a cost. There's a big cost. But there's a joy. There's a tremendous joy. And we know it's coming, both today and into the future. He endured the ultimate, and now it says he enjoys being at the right hand of the throne of God, and we too can join him in that place. When we make a commitment of faith, we look back to remember who goes before us. We look forward to remember this is our race. This is our lap. And we look to Jesus. And he's, he's the one who shows us the way. We can't do it without him. He not only gives us an example, but he promises to walk with us in the, in the race. To be our companion. To encourage us. To enlighten us. To remind us of our future. I think that's how uh, we can accelerate our vision as a church, as people of God. We look back, look forward, look up. And for you, what does this mean? I mean, we can say that's, that's really good for the church. I'm all for it. I did my part. What about for you personally? How are you going to keep your vision clear? Maybe your faith is waning today. 
And maybe you need to take some time to look back at lives that were before you, like in that rearview mirror behind, that came before you. Remind you to persevere. Maybe you need to hear somebody else's story in this community who persevered through hard things so that you too can go forward and persevere. Or maybe you're having a hard time looking at the future. It's uncertain. It's scary. Unsettled. You need, we, if that's you, you need to remember that God has set a course for us. And simply ask us to take the next step in faith. Abraham didn't know what was coming for him, but he took that step to leave. That was the first thing he did in faith. And that became his story of faith for generations to come. So take the first step, whatever it is, even if the future is uncertain, because God keeps his promises. And then for all of us, for me today to look at Jesus, to keep focusing on the one who is the Lord of the church, to keep our eyes fixed on him and consider the kind of life he led. Because we know God is faithful to his promises. He was to the Lord Jesus Christ. He will be to you and I. He will be for Pine Lake Covenant Church. This is the kind of clear vision we can have as we move forward by faith. I trust these kinds of stories 20, 30, 40, 100 years from now will be told about us. Not because we were so great, but because by faith we promised, we settled with God and said, we will live by your promises. That's my prayer for myself and for us. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us in your word tangible examples of those who just took the next step of faith. And we can look back at them and we can honor their commitment and we can celebrate their memories. But Lord, you've called us to run the race that's before us. So even as we look back, help us to not stay in the past but to move forward as you call us, to move forward in faith, remembering that Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, has gone before us. He's secured our future. We know whose we are. So Lord, help us to walk forward in faith, looking up at you, trusting you for the future you know. And we celebrate that because of Jesus Christ. We pray it in his name. Amen.